good co-working spaces are supposed to be plug and play. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible for somebody to walk in and work in their office because it is their office. And we want to make that a seamless connection. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. Hey, today we have a special guest, Sarah Swicker from Hill Hub. Hey. Hello. <laughs> thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. You get to put up with us. Congratulations. So, Sarah, who are you and what do you do? I'm Sarah Zwicker. I'm the community director for Hill Hub, which is a nonprofit co-working space that is run by the Hillsborough Chamber of Commerce. What? What is a co-working space? A co-working space is basically any kind of shared workspace that offers services for people to do business. So that's anything from a mailing address and mailbox services to desks that people can come and work in all the way up to like full scale private offices with printing services and all kinds of the amenities that you need to run a business. So uh, Hill Hub is a little different, right? Because it's a nonprofit, correct? It is. It is a nonprofit co-working space. We have the same setup as a standard work space that people can pay right. to be in and have memberships in. But we have a little bit more of a focus on business development and growing the small businesses that are actually working in the space. So, okay, now there's WeWork, right? Mm -hmm. That's the big one right? that everybody knows because they're in financial trouble. Right. Yeah, people know them a lot more lately in the news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're a startup incubator, right? Right. So what's the major difference between that and say like the poor profit model that WeWork has? Well, there are variations. So for example, WeWork is a for-profit model, but they're not necessarily an incubator because usually incubator has to do with the financial investment that the business, the co-working space has in the companies that are working there. So an incubator can usually be educational based, but then they also have a financial stake in the companies there. So there are some good examples of a place called Capital Factory in Austin, Texas, which is where I'm from. And they have financial stakes in the companies that work in there, but they also do educational elements to, or they offer educational elements to the space. So they focus on building the businesses, on building the individuals. They have a lot of seminars and classes, things like that in the space. We're kind of a cross between that where we don't have a financial stake in any of the businesses or individuals that are working in the space, but we do have a focus and emphasis on the educational side of the people that are in the space. So we have seminars, we have office hour programs, which I want you to ask me about later. Okay. What's an office hour program? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Office hours are a, it's kind of our cornerstone project that we started. And we host a group of business owners, entrepreneurs, business experts who have various categories that they're an expert in. So it's anywhere from like business law. We have some business lawyers. We have HR specialists. We have marketing in various degrees, branding, finances, business planning, all that. And they're available to meet with people, either members of Hill Hub or just community individuals who reach out to us. There's basically a menu online of all of these office hour providers, pick the one you want to talk to, and we schedule and facilitate that meeting at Hill Hub for you. Oh, it's cool. all free. Well, that, there for was example, my question. The cost is zero dollars. <laughs> How much? <laughs> I'm an office hours provider at Hill Hub. Matt right. is an so office hour provider. I am one of the people that you can go talk to. 
So if you want to help grow your business and stuff like that, do you have to be a member of Hill Hub to use the office hours? No, you don't have to be a member of Hill Hub. It's something that's completely free that we offer to small businesses and individuals just in our community. You also don't have to be related to the Hillsborough Chamber, even though we are an entity of the chamber. Don't have to be related or affiliated with them at all to come and utilize Hill Hub. We attract a different audience with intent and purpose. It's usually people who are just getting started or are maybe already working for a company but are working on their side hustle, their new project that they want to do. They're not necessarily ready to establish themselves as a full business and, you know, have a chamber membership and become fully engaged with the community. They're just kind of getting their feet wet. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I've met with a couple uh, people. Actually, one of them was a long-standing business. They'd been in business for about a dozen years, and they were looking to do some like video marketing, and they wanted some information about things like YouTube and how you know how how does SEO work on YouTube? How does the empathy engine work? Stuff like that that you wouldn't like. I mean, you can't just go pick a book off the shelf and and read about it. So. They connected with me through the office hours program at Hill Hub, and it's hillhub-or.com. Yes. Dot com. Dot <laughs> com. And then you can just go and click on office hours, and then there's a provider there. You just contact us, and you know, and then there's we schedule it in usually what Thursday afternoons or something. Yeah, so different providers have different availability. It's usually general because we want to make it work for the person who's actually getting the help and for the office hour provider. We'd like to accommodate everyone's schedule. Uh, I think the big thing or why we liked setting that up so much was because a lot of people, that personal interaction that you have of sitting down face-to-face and talking to somebody is a lot easier than email correspondence or going and finding a book or something that you know they try to find general information. Mm-hmm. I think having that one-on-one interaction both sides get a lot out of it. Our providers like Matt are invested in small businesses. I've been in the Mercy Corps mentoring program for years and that's the Mercy Corps program is mostly like, it's kind of just messaging back and forth, Mm. you know? So, I mean, you could get some information out, but you don't get as much information across in a kind of shorter period of time like you do meeting with someone. Mm -hmm. Like a conversation I had with someone at office hours in an hour, hour and 15 minutes is more than I've ever talked to any of the people I mentored through Mercy Corps, you know, through messaging back and forth because it just takes too long, right? Unless you're going to take it offline or something like that, call them, you know. I think face-to-face is better in a business environment for a lot of things, but that's a huge squirrel and we could go off for hours on that. (laughs) You said something that kind of caught my attention. You said you're an entity of or you're affiliated with the Hillsborough Chamber. How does that work? So we are, we're an entity of the chamber in that I work for the chamber and Hill Hub is a space that we created. So everything's operating under the Hillsborough Chamber. That's why we're a nonprofit because we fall under the nonprofit category of a chamber. And like I said earlier, the new audience that we're looking for is different than what a chamber would look for. Usually people who come to join a chamber, they want a networking element, they want business support, but they're usually somewhat more established as a business. Doesn't have to mean a brick and mortar office that they own, but they have maybe been in business for a little while and they're just looking for opportunities to network and to connect with their business community. Hill Hub's focus is now on those folks who are a few steps before that. So they're just getting started with their business or they are a remote employee who works for a larger company where maybe that relationship with the chamber doesn't translate exactly. Joining Hill Hub is going to give them more of an opportunity to network with other people who are at their level. So they're either other freelancers, they're other remote employees, or they're 
starting their businesses and their ideas, and they need a lot of that support in the beginning, whereas chamber memberships, they just vary a lot. There is a lot of crossover with both sides. So we even include folks who run offices from us for a year. They get a free chamber membership. That just comes with it included. But there is a little bit of a difference just in the folks that we're attracting at Hill Hub. Awesome. Well, and if you're, say, you're a remote employee, mm-hmm. but your company doesn't have an office here, you can't just go into the office to work, right? I mean, you right. need somewhere else to work, obviously. And, and in a lot of cases, it's better than working at home, you know? I mean, I work at home also, but we also work at Hill Hub a lot because my daughter is about three and a half and she likes to yell a lot. <laughs> so, you know, when she's screaming cock-a-doodle-doo at Dora the Explorer on TV and I'm trying to have a meeting, it's not <laughs> definitely the best thing to do, right, right, for business. So, yeah, we use the co-working space that way. There's other benefits to using a co-working space as a remote person, too. Right. The whole social interaction thing, it's a lot different sending an email, a text, a phone call, a Zoom call, versus actually you know, sitting across from somebody or having coffee with them when you take a break from your actual work and stuff right. like that. That It's huge. You can get some community and camaraderie and... Yeah, like a sense of you're actually part of society instead of just living in your hole. Like my office at home is... It's a dark hole and getting out and having sunshine is, is huge, right? So there's there's definite benefits to getting out and, you know, having to put on pants to go to work. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, just like Matt said, there is the reliability factor of when there's noise. If you're going to a coffee shop normally, you can't always guarantee space. You can't right. guarantee a quiet space. You can't guarantee that, you know, it's not going to be kind of chaotic for you around the space. And if you're trying to meet with like an important client or a potential investor, having that element of... Or somebody's going to walk out with your laptop when you go to the bathroom. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that formality can sometimes be a little necessary depending on what the interaction is or the meeting is that you're trying to have. But yeah, the social factor is huge. I have a member that started and part of the reason why she said she joined was because she just wanted to talk to people more during the day that weren't remote calls for her and her other coworkers. She just wanted to have that social interaction. So, I mean, communication, collaboration. I already know members um, in our space here that are working together on different projects or one's becoming a client of the other. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that social interaction, I mean, it's super important. And I think it makes people want to stay in their co-working space because they're getting that, that factor. And you guys have like a small conference room, boardroom there. We do. Seats about what, 12, 14 people? Yeah, it can seat about 14 people in the space. So it is a private dedicated area. So even folks who have memberships that are more of the open space memberships, we always have a guaranteed option for quiet you know, absolute, you know, silence and privacy, which I think you've taken advantage of a few times. We've recorded this podcast from that room when we had to remotely do it, but I didn't, you know, want my toddler screaming in the background. Right, yeah. (laughs) Toddler screaming, dogs barking, mailman knocking. I've heard all the reasons for why people need to leave their homes. Laundry. Laundry. (laughs) I I thought I was like, I've got it down because I'm I'm just going to schedule podcast recording, any remote stuff. I'm going to schedule it on Tuesday because my daughter's in daycare on Tuesday Uh and my wife's got stuff to do. So I got the house to myself. It's going to be great. And then they started mowing the lawn on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) You can't plan for lawn care. I know. And then another time, and I mean, this just kind of goes back to having that option of a co-working space like hot desk or something, right, is uh, one day we're supposed to record and the power went out. And it doesn't happen very often around here, but, you know, maybe twice a year. And yeah, it was 45 minutes before we're scheduled to record the podcast and I have no internet, no power. Right. So 
Pack Being it able up, to drive go. down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have to have a membership that's like, I pay every month this much time, or can I come in? I need an office for a day and I don't feel like sitting at Starbucks. Can I do that? You can do that. We have daily options, monthly options, somewhere in between for folks if they need a temporary space for you know a couple of weeks, they have a contract job or something like that. Daily options we do, and then our monthly options are usually 24-hour access. So there's a little variation between what our offerings include. Daily is going to be during office hours while staff is on site. Monthly is going to be an option where you can basically come in whenever, whatever time of night or day that you need to work. Cool. And we've done that. We, we totally stayed and played cornhole <laughs> until like 10 o'clock at night. Well, I think how that's much a good work thing that gets done after hours yeah. is completely well, up to you and how much cornhole <laughs> or, you know, playing on the whiteboard and doing yeah. one of our, our community puzzles. is. I, I love having the co-working space, especially for kind of interim working time. So if I have to go from a meeting on one side of town to a meeting on the other side of town and I don't have time to drive back to my house and back to the other place, I can stop. Hop in a hill hub, have internet access. All my devices already know the password. I don't have to re-log into all my shit like I do at a coffee shop, and I can just start working, get right. some stuff done, you know, or I can come in and have a coffee and chit-chat and put some pieces in the puzzle. And <laughs> That's right. Good co-working spaces are supposed to be plug-and-play, so we're trying to make it as easy as possible for somebody to walk in and work in their office because it is their office, and we want to make that a seamless connection. Another example, yesterday... Healthcare agency wanted me to fax them something. And I'm like, fax? Still? It's 2020. It's the year of vision. It happens. (laughs) I heard a new one instead of year of vision. The year of hindsight? That's right. The year of hindsight. Oh, gosh. Hindsight is always 2020. (laughs) You didn't warn me there would be dad jokes on this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, about that. Um, There was no disclaimer before I agreed to to chat with you guys. Well, Sarah, if you had listened to the podcast before... You'd know. Dad jokes are plenty. No, but anyway, I think so I've spent I, enough happy hour time with you both to know <laughs> that dad jokes are plenty, so I should have known anyway. So, you know, your printer's out of ink, you got to go print something, I can go do it at Hill Hub, right? Or, you know, if you have a co-working space that you use where you are. But yeah, I, the other thing like you were talking about was, was like happy hour, because Hill Hub has a happy hour, and that's what you're talking about. We we're do not, have a weekly happy hour. We're not hour. going out to the bar for some pints kind of thing somewhere, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But what we're doing is networking with the other people in the community who work there and getting to know them and building community. And people from the chamber come over and people from other local businesses come down and we all sit around and, and have a couple of drinks of BS. Right. It's a great way to get to know people. And I mean, it's it's generated real business for us. Right. Good. Well, yeah, that's sometimes networking can be intimidating for people, especially if they are in that stage of just starting their business. So putting it in a format of have a beer, a glass of wine, have some snacks and start talking with people informally creates, I think, networking that they weren't they weren't yeah. planning to do. And I'd say one of the and, and this might be a little odd sounding for most people, but we have like a puzzle, right? Like you usually have 500 or 1,000 piece puzzle or something on the table. That that missing a piece by the, the end. official right. Hill Hub community puzzle. We, we community put a puzzle together you right. know, that people can do while they're sitting around. But what happens at happy hour is all the people who are like shy and don't really want to talk to anybody, they stand around and they do the puzzle and then they start chit-chatting while they do the puzzle. I've it's noticed like that too. Yeah. Sneaky <laughs> kind of introvert talking mechanism. We offer something for everybody, the introverts and the extroverts. That's right. Yeah, there's karaoke in the conference room. There is not. That is a bold-faced lie. 
<laughs> that, that is how rumors soon. get started, there Jeremy. There could be karaoke in the conference There could room. be karaoke. Right. We, we don't have, have the equipment. Right. If, if there are any sponsors out there looking to offer karaoke, we can make you official karaoke <laughs> sponsor of Hill Hub. <laughs> and you get a taxable donation receipt. There you go. We'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> and now a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will be right back. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. We obviously know each other outside of the podcast, and you're kind of a fan of all things office related. I am. Big fan of The Office. Uh, we did an event not too long ago at the Chamber that was a, an opportunity for different groups to pick a comedy TV show to use as their theme. And I picked The Office and went full force with it. I think you guys were there for it. It was There were a lot of Michael Scott quotes and <laughs> beats and all kinds of paraphernalia <laughs> from The Office. So much stuff. <laughs> well, we also did some at Hill Hub Unwind before that. Somebody who just pulled out their phone and was asking some office trivia questions. We have done that. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's and come I got up a lot. the one that was what was the name of the movie that Michael Scott made on The Office? You did. Do you that remember what it was? I know Jeremy doesn't know because he's never watched The Office. Oh, I've gosh. seen one episode and I turned because that crap you're off. You're starting with a harder one. Did, I thought it was getting softballs. Easy. It's e- this well, is this a is softball. the question that I had at Hilla. It was it's something, threat level midnight. I knew there's something midnight <laughs> related to it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Okay. I'm going to ask you 10 quotes, and you have to pick which character was the one. Okay. You can play along if you're at home or in the car. Okay. Okay, ready? Question Is there a one. call-in option? Can I have someone call can in I and hold me? Can I, have, can I phone a friend? You can phone a friend, <laughs> except that we have our phones turned off, so I'm just going to make it hard. Well, okay. darn it. <laughs> ready? Number Go. one. I talk a lot, so I've learned to tune myself out. Oh, gosh. Um, do, 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 do. Kelly? Correct. Hey! <laughs> I surprised myself with that okay. one. <laughs> so, number two. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Oh, that's a Michael Scott quote. Correct. If I don't get some cake soon, I might die. Oh, no. Um, cake sounds really good. That's Kevin. No, it was Stanley. Stanley? Uh, Both both cake enjoyers. Ready? (laughs) The worst thing about prison was the dementors. Oh, gosh. Michael Scott again. Correct. I've seen that quote on so many other, like, (laughs) Etsy-related pop culture artists. That's a good one. Okay, number five. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. Oh, that's Dwight Schrute. Correct. (laughs) Today, smoking is going to save lives. Today, smoking is going to save lives. Dwight Schrute again? Correct. Okay. All right. We're on question number seven. I just want to lie on the beach and eat hot dogs. That's all I've ever wanted. That's Kevin. Correct. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes the clothes at Gap Kids are too flashy, so I'm forced to go to the American Girl store and order clothes for large colonial dolls. Oh, God. I know this one. I just, I have her face in my mind. Angela. Correct. Okay, last two. If I were buying my coffin, I would get one with thicker walls so you couldn't hear the other dead people. 
Oh, uh, the uh, the serial killer. Uh, what's his name? Creed. Creed? No, it's not Creed. Dwight. That was like that was such a creepy <laughs> quote that I feel like that has to be Creed. He's the he's the king of creep. All right, ready? Yes. This one is from the last episode. Oh God. There's a lot of beauty in ordinary things. Isn't that kind of the point? Michael Scott. It was Pam. Oh, oh snap. So pretty Pam. good. You got seven out of ten. That's past seventy. Hey, that's not bad. Not bad on the office trivia. Can I talk <laughs> about Jeremy's face while we're we were doing this? Yes, absolutely. Jeremy, are you we I heard a birdie, a Canadian birdie told me that you're you've never watched the show. I've watched one episode. Do you remember what episode you it watched? It was like the first one. And I'm like, how the hell can they get away with all of this crap? Well, it's how did you not, not be in prison? You watched it like recently. Well, yeah. How did you not continue <laughs> to watch it all the way to the end after watching the first episode? Yeah, how it's like that. Have you seen like the first episode? <laughs> I have seen the first episode many times. Once you pop, you can't stop. Right. I'll, okay, like how about lazy. this? <laughs> I'll give it the old college try. I will watch five yeah. episodes of The Office like this weekend. I don't even know. I can't do. I can't help you with that. Five, five episodes. episodes. I'll give you five, five episodes. episodes. Do you watch random episodes or do you? I, I don't even know. I've got the Netflix and the Hulu. I can watch it from the beginnings. But I think you're getting. I don't know. I think you need to have a better. No. Better start like like else. perspective on being open to that show. What's the the show that you're watching right now? Letterkenny. What is Letterkenny? Will you explain it for those at home who may not know? Letterkenny is about Canadian hicks from a small town, and it's phenomenal. So it's pretty similar to, like, Trailer Park Boys then, which is kind of over at this point. They have, like, a cartoon version now that it's not great. If I tell you that's exactly what The Office is like, will you believe me? And then watch it. (laughs) because I've watched the first episode of The Office. (laughs) Well, did you ever watch The British Office? I did, yes. I watched some of uh, it. I didn't watch all of it. I watched a little bit. What is his name, the comedian that stars the the Michael Scott of Yeah, his name is... Ricky Gervais. uh, Ricky Gervais, that's great. Talking about awards... Like, award shows and stuff, I never really, like, I don't know which award shows for which thing because I just totally haven't watched them for decades. But when they have, like, those local awards, like, Best of Hillsboro 2019 or whatever. So, like, anybody can just make their own award. I don't think people realize that, right? Like, my company can be like, hey, we're going to do the Best of the Best of Hillsboro. So everybody apply and we'll tell you who is a winner. <laughs> like there's no like there's no like system or licensing or anything behind who gets to choose best of the city for this thing, right? Like it's usually just the local newspapers like this is how we get all the emails, business and phone numbers by making them apply to be the best of. Is this how you unofficially announce that you're starting, starting a new award? Yeah. A new That's awards? right. The okay. Best of the best of Hillsboro. <laughs> but it's like Fight Club. The betterest. The betterest. <laughs> the Michael uh, Scott Award. I think that if we're going to do this, then the only way you win the award is like American Gladiator style. Right. You have to like beat club, like be with big Nerf clubs and they have yeah. to go through like a. Did you ever see American Gladiator? I did watch American show? Gladiator. I was going to say, like wait, a, that hasn't. For the final. You bring American like Gladiator course back. And you have like. Yeah. Yeah, you have they a did bring you back, actually. Muscular yeah. people. Yeah, they did have a pushing you around. No, revamp. not muscular people. For the final like challenge, I'm going to be standing there dressed in a unitard, oh, and you gosh. have to make it past me. Nailed it. Can That's I just right. do more office trivia? Instead? <laughs> just do more office <laughs> trivia. All right, so I guess we should probably get so back to co-working <laughs> for a minute. So co-working spaces get you out of your house. 
and help you focus and not necessarily just out of your house, but maybe they help you get you out of the coffee shop and the noise and the random crap that happens there. So there's a dude um, at my coffee shop that's by my house and he brings like a whole monitor in a box. Like he takes the monitor out of the giant box right. and sets it up and plugs it in. And then he also has his laptop. It's like his whole office, right? And he takes up two tables and like the whole thing. <laughs> He's been there for, I don't know, weeks and weeks now. And honestly, it's kind of annoying. Like when all the seats are taken and you can't sit there and have my kid eat her food, you know, on a table because this guy's got a monitor on it. Right. Go get a co-working space, dude. I gave him a couple of hill hub passes. Okay, <laughs> great. I can't wait to yeah. meet him. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe, maybe you need a better place to work. But yeah, there's there's the advantages to co-working beyond just getting out of your house for one. But, you know, talking about the office, most offices now are allowing people to work at home at least part of the time. Right. And your home may not be set up to be the best work environment there is. And also, I mean, I personally am pretty productive when I go to the co-working space. It's not like you're going there to go bullshit with people and, mm -hmm. and do whatever. You know, and it's nice to have a place because we, we hold events there. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, I just, just all around, it's been a fantastic experience for us. Great. That's good to hear. I was going to say, to touch on one of your points, that there is that social factor, you wanting to separate your home to, it may not be a good right. environment to work, but it's also you want to put your mindset in a work mindset and sitting at home, you're going to be paying attention to your kids or the dog or the laundry that's sitting behind you that you feel like you should be doing instead of working. Or the dishes that you told your wife you'd do last night that you probably should do. Right. You should do those that's dishes, Jeremy. That's a very Jeremy. specific example. <laughs> that is very specific. Well, it's like Jeremy it was saying like you earlier. had that prepared. <laughs> where you go somewhere to work where you got to put pants on. Yes. And actually, one of the guys from my BNI networking group, Preston, says that he always wears a suit to work, but even if he's not going to meet clients, he still wears the suit anyway, because that's his uniform of doing work. And I do that. I put work shirt on when I'm going to go do work. Right. Like I don't just wear random whatever, because it puts you in the mindset that you're getting down to business and you're right. going to do work. And it's funny that you were talking about, you know, dealing with the kids or the laundry or the dishes in Jeremy's case, whatever that is. It's um, not super specific. Right? Do the, oh, do the dishes, specific. Jeremy. Fine. <laughs> no, we were talking uh, a while ago about task switching. They say that when you switch from one task to another task, you lose about anywhere from five to 15 minutes of productive work time. Because you got to figure out where you were at, get back to it, get your mind kind of back focused on what you were doing, mm -hmm. and stop yourself from getting distracted. Most people nowadays, every spare second they have between doing one thing and another thing, they look at their phone. Mm -hmm. and your phone will, the little box in your pocket will continuously notify you of anything. You know, a notification that Bob liked your post is not worth taking out your phone to look at. Right. So but Bob really likes me. <laughs> that's that's great for Bob. But Bob is keeping you from yeah. being more productive. As some random guy I heard on uh, YouTube the other day said, the little box in your pocket will never stop screaming, so don't look at it. <laughs> wow. Well, he's right. Yeah. True. <laughs> Very true. Carrying boxes in your pockets, working from home, getting distracted by, you know, random things that aren't necessarily tied to me like dishes and laundry and stuff like that. They can help or they can hinder, I should say, you in your work and your daily work. Going to a space where you can focus and are around like-minded individuals would be awesome. And it is awesome. So Sarah, if you 
if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to come in and talk or see the space or anything like that, how would they do that? They can visit our website, which is hillhub-or.com. We're also on Facebook, Hillhub One Word, Instagram, He'll have one word again. You can call us on the screaming box. That's 503-707-9008. Do you have an email? I do have an email. It's hillhub at hillchamber.org. What? It's a lot of hills. There are a lot of hills. <laughs> it seems like a lot of hills And it's to not climb. on a hill. Not too it's many hills to climb. High. No, we're in a very flat part of town. Yeah, it's like <laughs> straight across the street from Intel. and We are. We're at the corner of Brookwood Parkway and Northeast Cornell. We're down the street from the Hillsborough Costco which is a very significant place That's I've right. learned in the city. So it's if you- one of the largest in the world. It used to be I the largest. Who beat it used for to largest? Be, probably China or some crap like Maybe that. Maybe so. Know. But it's also a block away from the transit. It it's, is. We're a block from the max stop. It's about two minute walk. I believe it's called Hawthorne Farm. That's mm-hmm. the max stop. Yeah. So public transportation will get you there. Driving your car or your bike will get you there. We have free parking. Free All the parking. Great things. Free coffee. And it's across the street from Hawthorne Intel campus. So if you're working at Intel and you want to get out of your cube farm or not go work in the cafe, you can always go across the street and take a break, work at Hill Hub. That's true. Come and on. If you over. need to work out, you can walk another half a block away and go to the Hawthorne Athletic Club. That's you true. can. I have members that are members at Hawthorne that say that by looking out the window and seeing their gym, they're more likely to use the gym working in our space. My so. New Year's resolution was to work out more. I drove by a gym okay. today. I'm, uh-huh. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm almost there. Did you slow down at all or did you? Are you oh, working up towards not. that? Okay. <laughs> step two, okay. slow down a little bit. Maybe look more than like uh, a okay. gym, you know. Don't cause an accident. Well, that's what we got. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. Matt, as always, thank you for being here thank and you. distracting us because, you know, that's what you're good at. Some extra office trivia. Some extra <laughs> office trivia. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. All right, so I have another office question mm, before we uh, drop off. Oh, God. All right. So Michael Scott had a real estate agent named Carol. Yes. How is she related to him in real life? Carol, the real estate agent. Is his wife. It is Steve Carroll's wife. Suck it. Damn, Still? hasn't even watched The Office. <laughs> wow. What? The non-watcher got me on a trivia question. Nailed it. There I want to rematch. I'm 100% for the questions I tried to answer. What That's are right. you at? <laughs> I'm at a 70%. 70%. Yeah. You know. We're going to end that on a high note for me. <laughs> well, it is 2020, the year of hindsight. In hindsight, oh, don't man. go against me in trivia. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we talk with Chris and Tiffany Larson about mixing print marketing and networking and all of the different things that you can do in your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.